Welcome to Stephen Senharwood's Pensions Podcast for May 2022. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting your Pensions Hub at www.pensionshub.com. I'm Julia Cooper, an associate in the pensions team, and I have with me Aaron Pooney, the trainee in our team. Today, we are going to consider some updates regarding the pension regulator's annual funding statement, the implications of the Queen's speech for pension schemes, and some new legislation relating to the conversion of GMPs. First, however, we will have a look at the regulator's proposed policy on its enforcement powers. Thanks, Julia. The regulator launched a consultation last autumn regarding the way in which it would exercise its enhanced powers under the Pension Schemes Act 2021. Some respondents to that consultation requested greater detail and clarification on the regulator's approach to the use of its new and existing powers. The regulator has now launched a further consultation into a new draft enforcement policy document and an updated prosecution policy designed to address these requests for clarity. The draft enforcement policy consolidates previous policies for defined benefit, hybrid, public sector pension schemes and defined contribution pension schemes. On overlapping powers, the draft enforcement policy sets out the different factors that the regulator will consider when deciding which powers are appropriate to exercise. Generally, it will not pursue criminal proceedings and financial penalty proceedings against the same target for the same act. However, where the regulator chooses to pursue a financial penalty, it may later pursue criminal proceedings if the act or conduct continues or new evidence emerges which makes this appropriate. Civil penalties will therefore lead the way. The regulator's approach is said to be focused on assessment of risks and harm to schemes, the size of the scheme, the type of breach, the number of members, compliance history, and previous interactions with the regulator. The draft was issued alongside new and separate policy documents setting out the regulator's approach to monetary penalties, one each for avoidance type penalties and information requirement penalties in respect of the new powers. These policies do not create new policies, but bring the regulator's policies up to date and consolidates them. The consolidation ends the 24th of June 2022 and the regulator expects to publish the final enforcement and prosecution policies later in the year. The regulator has issued its annual funding statement. In it, it recognises that those schemes coming up to the valuation process are doing so against an uncertain economic background of high inflation and slower economic growth. This will have an impact on both scheme investments and employer covenants. There is also ongoing uncertainty surrounding the impact of the war in Ukraine. As a result of this, the regulator emphasises the need for robust risk management across scheme assets, liabilities and covenants. Trustees should ensure effective monitoring mechanisms are in place and understand the overall impact that current market events may have on their sponsors' businesses. Where employers request reduced or deferred deficit repair contributions as part of a revised recovery plan, trustees are expected to obtain mitigation. The regulator also emphasises that recovery plans have decreased in length in recent years and is therefore using six years as a benchmark length. Trustees need to ensure fair treatment of the scheme compared with shareholder distributions and should seek mitigation for any corporate activity where appropriate. 
trustees should take a rigorous approach to assessing the impact of corporate transactions and ensure they keep a detailed record of considerations made in respect to the scheme. The regulator also reminds trustees that once the relevant provisions of the Pension Schemes Act 2021 are implemented, there will be a legal requirement for trustees to have a specific long-term strategy designed to deliver an agreed long-term objective. The regulator therefore advises trustees to take steps now to adopt a long-term funding target, agreeing it with the employer and setting their journey plan accordingly. Thanks, Julia. For our next topic, we will briefly mention the Queen's speech. While there were no measures relating specifically to pensions, proposed legislation including a new data reform bill, an online safety bill and a financial services and markets bill are likely to impact pension schemes. Most notably, the data reform bill aims to reform and simplify the UK data protection regime by reducing the burdens UK businesses face from GDPR. The proposed removal of burdensome compliance obligations that are seen as box-ticking exercises in favour of an outcomes-focused approach would reduce compliance costs for pension schemes. The online safety bill is intended to improve protections for users online by requiring social media platforms, search engines and websites to tackle illegal activity, such as preventing or minimising the publication and hosting of fraudulent and misleading advertising. The proposed bill imposes a duty on online platforms to put in place proportionate systems and processes to prevent the hosting of fake and fraudulent content, including pension scams adverts. The purpose of the Financial Services and Market Bill is to build on the Financial Services Act 2021, which was the first step in amending the UK's regulatory regime post-Brexit. One of the main elements of the proposed bill includes introducing additional protections for those investing or using financial products and the reform of the Solvency II capital requirements for insurers, which may have an impact on the UK's pensions buyout marketplace. These bills, while not pension-specific, will be welcomed by those in the industry who have long called for a more flexible approach to data protection and for online platforms to be held accountable for publishing and hosting fake or fraudulent pensions adverts. The Pension Schemes Conversion of Guaranteed Minimum Pensions Act 2022 received royal assent on the 28th of April 2022. It introduces a number of changes to the GMP conversion legislation, some of which will have immediate impact once the Act is brought fully into force and some of which will require further details to be set out in legislation. The immediate impact of the Act, once it is brought into force, is that it clarifies that the GMP conversion legislation applies to survivors as well as earners that earned the GMP. It ensures that money purchase benefits are not included in the actuarial calculation required to convert GMPs into ordinary scheme benefits and it removes the existing requirement for HMRC to be notified of GMP conversion. The Act also gives regulation making powers in relation to two key areas of GMP conversion that have been causing a fair amount of dismay in the pensions industry. First of all, the Act removes the existing complex conditions in relation to the provision of survivors' benefits by the converted scheme and instead requires that the converted scheme provides benefits to, in respect of, any widow, widower or surviving civil partner of the earner and meets further conditions in relation to those benefits to be set out in regulations. 
it is anticipated that these conditions will be much more straightforward than the current ones and therefore simplify the conversion process. Second, the Act removes the existing requirement for the employer to consent to GMP conversion and instead provides a power to set out in regulations details about who must consent to the conversion. Again, it is anticipated that this will remove current ambiguity regarding the consent requirements and therefore simplify the conversion process. The Act will come into force on the 28th of April 2022 for the purpose of making regulations and will be brought fully into force on a day to be appointed. Whilst clarification of GMP conversion legislation is to be welcomed, the key changes are subject to regulations which will fill in the details. In addition, further guidance is expected from HMRC on the tax implications of conversion. Pension schemes which are using GMP conversion as a means of achieving GMP equalisation might therefore want to delay fully implementing conversion until the regulations come into effect and the tax implications are clear. For our final topic, we will look at a checklist published by PASA in order to help administrators in the fight against cyber attacks. Philip Goodchild, a partner in our pensions law team, assisted with the production of this document. The checklist provides examples of how to increase resilience in order to meet legal and regulatory standards, understand an organization's vulnerability, ensure an organization is resilient and remain able to fulfill key functions. The checklist examples under these four areas are by no means exhaustive and PASA encourages each administrator to review their own vulnerabilities and add further steps which are relevant to their own environment. PASA admits that even following all the steps on the checklist may not prevent a successful cyber attack, but administrators can be cybercrime resilient by being as well protected as possible. That's all for this month's podcast. Further detail can be found in our May snapshot, which is available on our Pensions Hub at www.pensionshub.com. You can listen to this podcast again and subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitcher or on the Pensions Hub. 